I used to ride the 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. shift and like police chases and like it's just crazy stuff. I, I feel like that was someone else's life, but it was in fact my life. Yeah, yeah. How old were you? Um, I was 17. Once you've been to that valley of despair and you made it through it, now those little things that made have like taken you off the, the rails before, now you're like, oh, that's just part of it. And it doesn't weigh as heavy to you. So you start making that and that's where you find your success and oh, you yeah. can ride it out. As a business owner and having our large team and we have over probably 30 employees, I just use my experiences from childhood to lead them. I'm investing everything I have into this, not yeah. just my time, but my money, my resources, my connections and like, you know, but it's something I really, really believe in and I yeah. really believe I can do it. Um, and I'm really grateful to have Allison to like be there to support because she won't let me fail. There is just no opportunity that is not open to you. Yeah. It's really just a matter of if you're taking it or not. Welcome everybody to the Rodriguez Project here at Mastermind Media. I have someone at the table today that I've known her, her entire life. <laughs> My sister, Allison Marie Rodriguez. Joe's not me putting your whole government name on there. What's up? That's kind of scary. I we, hope I get some followers. <laughs> uh, yeah, nobody looking at like looking up your social security number or anything like that. What's up? How you feeling? Welcome back to LA. Thank you. Let me do this for you. Thanks. What's up? How you feeling? Good. Good? Feeling good. I'm yeah. glad to be back. Was just here, what, like three weeks ago? Yeah. So I think I'll come back in another three weeks. Every three weeks? Yeah. Yeah, just put it on the calendar. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, we've never sat down and had this like full conversation. We've gone through life together. Um, most of the time there was t points in life where we didn't talk. <laughs> <laughs> Older brother, those. younger sister things. One of the hardest things in my life was going to high school and Allison being in ninth grade and me being a senior. And uh, those were some trying That's interesting. Years. That was the funnest time of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that was tough. <laughs> I was talking to Teo before who's, who's producing. Um because your sister, but he he graduated high school when he like his senior year was a COVID year. Oh, um, but your yeah. sister went to a different school completely, right? Yeah. Did you have like so your sister is four years younger or three She's years? Three years. Three years. Yeah. Do you have any older brother? Is it tough being an older brother sometimes? Mm, yeah. Like with the dating stuff. Not necessarily. Are, are you overprotective? No. Good. Well, How she old does have. She's seventeen. She does oh, have a boyfriend right now, <laughs> and they've been together for like a year and a half or so. But he's a good dude. Yeah. He's like a part of the family now. Nice. So you're like, get married. So be careful, because if you like him too much, she might stop. I know, because <laughs> so he's like he's like, like my boy now. So like, yeah. if like we can't break up, him and I can't break uh, up. Yeah, yeah. You know? It's that's like difficult. it's hard. It, yeah, it is what it is. Though. Yeah, but that was so. I was like, I was a little guy, and I was extremely overprotective. And that was tough to do. It was either I wasn't allowed at the parties or I was allowed at the parties, but I had to like do a shot while I was at the party. Yeah. yeah there was, was no tough. in between. Yeah. I couldn't just show up and have a good time. <laughs> have a good time. <laughs> it was very controlled. Um, but uh, but yeah, but we've I mean, th those were some trying years, of yes. course, but um, definitely built our relationship upon. But we've had, you know, interesting lives and we were very similar in a lot of ways. Would you say? Yes. I think I always tell people that you're the male version of me. Yeah. Yeah. I think if I shaved my head, I could actually be you. Yeah, you could use my ID. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, so um, I mean, just watching you grow and like, and as we both decided to get into entrepreneurship because our parents were in that. I mean, I never really thought about 
it like that. Like I want to start something my own. I was just kind of like, I don't think I did either. Yeah. It just kind of happened. And I looked back and I'm like, Oh, it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. Once you look back at it and you're like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Because dad had his, his, his thing with grandpa, mom, you know, went back and forth from chair rental and then starting her own salon and then selling it and all that kind of stuff. But, um, but as you look back, what, what do you feel like, like, I want to get into your whole journey even like your your stuff about like going i don't know if they know this but going undercover oh yeah um as a as a cop (laughs) at like 16 17 years old um but uh but yes we'll get through the whole story but let's start back there all right yeah so like so you're in high school you're you want to do um you're trying to figure out what you want to do with life which a lot of people are like they don't know what they want to do they're trying different things your first thing that you might do was be a cop would you say yeah yeah i um so we worked at sportway together sportway was a go-kart place so mark and i worked there together and uh so i don't know if you remember but the security there was the police yeah yeah. so um they ran into spoon last last time i was in michigan (laughs) good old spoon um so I just was like I kind of want to get into police work but I didn't want to be like a street officer I didn't want to be giving people speeding tickets and stuff like that I wanted to just do the cool stuff um so cool stuff like be a detective or something or yeah or like undercover like I wanted to do undercover work so um I started doing the ride-alongs and uh that was super fun very crazy that mom let me do that yeah yeah (laughs) I used to ride the 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. shift and like police chases and like it was just crazy stuff. I, I feel like that was someone else's life, but it was in fact my life. Yeah, yeah. How old were you? Um, I was 17. 17, wow. Ish, yeah. Um, so yeah, one day I got a call. Somebody needed uh, help with a sting operation and was like, can you do it? And I was actually out here when I got the phone call. And uh, I was like, yeah, I can do that. It was just like a cigarette buy. You know, you go into a store and they sell you cigarettes and you, they get in trouble for selling you cigarettes for not IDing you, basically. Um, but there was a deeper story behind that certain particular um, smoke shop. So I came back home. I went to the smoke shop. I bought the cigarettes. Um, but it turned out the guy, oh, there was a lot darker stuff going on. Mm-hmm. And so I, for a period of time, returned to that smoke shop for weeks and weeks and weeks and developed a relationship with the owner. Obviously not a real relationship. Like yeah. it was all police work or whatever, but, um, I was always very protected. I was always miked. Um, and they were always very close by listening to the whole conversation. And that was the craziest, wildest thing I think I've ever done. I don't talk about it a whole lot. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's weird. Um, Like I said, I feel like it was someone else's life. But um, so that was the first big thing that I did. And it turned into kind of a big thing. I mean, we went to trial and all kinds of crazy stuff came from it. And it went on for a really long time, a couple of years, I think. And then um, I'll never forget, they put the news viewing or whatever, like the, the court hearing on the news. And they blurred out my face, but it was my voice. And for working at the police department, and doing ride-alongs, I would occasionally run into people that I went to school with. And it was always very cool. They were always like, oh, are these friends of yours? You know, it was never, it never caused an issue. But um, when they heard my voice on the news, kind of people started to put two and two together. Like, wait, is that Allison that was involved in that case? And 
when I showed up to uh, school, some women that were involved with the smoke shop owner were not so happy. Oh, so, um, or should I say girls? They were young teenagers. Um, so it caused uh, some problems and I made it out alive. Wow. <laughs> but um, the guys that I worked with, the, the police department, we, uh, we got along really well and they definitely were like, you might not want to do this forever. Oh, really? So, yeah. Um, and I'm still really good friends with a few of them, you know, Joe and like all those guys. Like they're just really, really great people that were like, you might not want to keep on doing this. Yeah, like yeah. I'm pretty sure at one point they were like, go make people feel pretty, you know, like because they knew mom had a salon and stuff like that. So I uh, stopped doing all of the undercover work. And I think I was like maybe had to have been around the time I was 18. I, I remember I missed a lot of beauty school for court hearings. So I got subpoenaed a lot. Like a whole TV show. Yeah. So I got subpoenaed a lot because um, in beauty school, you can't miss Saturdays um, or you have to pay $70 or at least at my beauty school, which I feel like was kind of a scam. But um, I had to miss a lot of um, I had to miss a lot of school, especially in the beginning for court hearings. And so as long as I had the subpoena, they were cool about it. But I'm like, I'm the good guy. I got subpoenaed for court, but I promise. <laughs> like, I'm again? Yeah. yeah. So um, but it was a really awesome time in my life. I have testified um, a lot of times and I just can't believe that that was me. But I think that also helped me come out of my shell because you have to like, you know, you're in front of a judge and this whole case is like resting on your shoulders. Like if I mess up and I say the wrong thing, this guy's getting out of jail. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. It's just to even think like where I was mentally at 17, like you were always, you being the youngest, uh, we have our older sister, Robin as well, who's three years older than I am three, pretty much three years apart of each of us. But um, you were always the mo- maybe the most mature. and it's called matured, old soul. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. Is that what? Yeah. She's always been <laughs> the old soul. I was born soul. in the wrong generation. <laughs> uh, but, um, but yeah, so I, I can totally see how you could handle that. 17, I couldn't even tie my shoes, I feel like, looking back. I was a late bloomer. I was a young soul. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so it even was, within that transition. I was working at the bar at the same time. So it was like, I think mom and dad were kind of like, so you're working in a bar, but you're like, hardly 18, but you're working at the police department. Like it was, it was a weird time for everybody, but looking back, I'm, it's so cool that I had that experience. And also like throughout my life, those people, um, have like been a big part of like moments in my life that I'm like, wow, like if I did not do the very scary work that I did. And at the time I was not scared, but looking back and having a daughter now, I'm like, that's terrifying. Yeah. Um, and so, um, just looking back, I'm like, that really shaped me like a lot. Yeah. Your independence. And like, was, was there any time along that whole thing of doing all the different cases and everything that you were afraid for your life? Oh yeah, I definitely, um, not necessarily when I was doing the ride alongs mm-hmm. and hanging out or even going into stores. Cause that wasn't the only store that I went to. I went into lots of stores, but they weren't necessarily all scary things. A lot of them were just making sure people are IDing for alcohol and stuff like that. Um, but there were a couple of times where, um, like being in the smoke shop and, and seeing that there was like a bed in the back at this guy's office and like knowing that, that this is what this guy does, um, is finds young girls because I was posing as a 13 year old at that time. Um, so knowing that he thought I was 13 and still wanted me to come in his office with him, that's so creepy and weird. Um, and so then that was obviously really crazy. And then there was another, um, club that we went to that we actually ended up shutting down. And that one, um, the guy gave me and, um, I was actually with an undercover officer, like an actual officer. Um, and he gave us a tour and that one was kind of scary too. Like just him taking us around the club and showing us like what he kind of 
does in like secret areas of the club. Um, at the time, I don't think I actually realized what was going on there. But and then we went to court and I was like, you know, heard what he was getting in trouble for. Oh, no. And so I was like, wow, that's really scary. But she had a gun. She was, you know, she had protection and stuff like that. So I was protected. Um, but looking back, like, I think I was more scared when I wasn't with them. Mm hmm. Um, because I would like come home to an empty house sometimes. And I'd remember like, oh, last night we got a call to a house where a girl was home alone in the shower and somebody broke in her house. So for the longest time, I couldn't take a shower with no one in the house. Wow. Um, and sometimes I would like get home. That's why you used to stink. <laughs> like, dude, what is the, come on. I can't say that I haven't like called my friends that were police officers and like, hey, like, can you drive by my house? And like right, when I was staying yeah. home by myself and stuff like that. So, um, but also, like, just a really great connection to have throughout life. Yeah, yeah. So. Like, haven't never gotten a ticket <laughs> in the hometown. <laughs> and the times I did, they got it squashed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, hey. Thanks. Shout you, out. Yeah, you Shout out it. the police department. I won't say which one. Yeah, yeah. You, you put in the work, <laughs> and then now you're just good. Turns out it's really great to be on the good side of the law. <laughs> yeah. So, if you're 17 and you look 13, uh, maybe you should get into undercover I didn't work. look 13. Actually, I remember one time I walked out of the house to go to do this sting and um the guy that was that i was riding with he's like you do not look 14 i, I think it was supposed to be 13 or 14 whatever and he's like you do not look 14 go inside and put different clothes on but i had to go work at the bar after that so i was also trying to look 20 yeah yeah, yeah. Like, you can't look 14 and 20 at the same time come out in a onesie he's like too young <laughs> try do it, again. do it again yeah so um i remember i changed or whatever and i i still have like a lot of the documents from that time and looking back at them i just doesn't feel like it was me yeah yeah i always i always forget until recently um i think we you know we talked about it a little bit i'm now every time i remember it, i'm like i have to tell people about it because it's such a cool thing Thing. yeah um so especially because you got through it and um yeah that would have been a uh, if i didn't get into what i got into i think i would have gotten to maybe law or some kind of something well you won yeah. mr argumentative in high school so you probably would have been really good at yeah. like being a lawyer yeah i just wasn't good at school and you have to do a lot of school not that i was bad at school i just didn't care about school me neither i got homeschooled for a year and a half yeah yeah i got called out of school i remember mom was like this drama these girls too much yeah yeah because yeah it, tough i had maybe the best time of my life well not anymore because i love my life but like I, I had a really great time in high school you didn't no i did not was. no i had a tough time all in school like i had a tough time in elementary school and then I, I couldn't wait to get to middle school so i could like leave my elementary schools in the past i remember even in fifth grade thinking okay when i go to the school with other bigger like other elementary schools joining us i can make new friends and then we went to elementary school and my old friends made friends with my new friends. And then it was always like. They got compacted. It was yeah, just, it was just <laughs> the, the group kept growing and I kept feeling like get, having these feelings of like feeling left out, which now where I'm at my life, I see why the universe universe was putting me in those situations. Yeah. But um, couldn't wait to get to middle school to be able to make new friends. Um, I did make friends, but I didn't uh, keep those friends throughout into high school because once I got to the high school stop stage i couldn't uh wait to get out of school right because yeah. like now it's even more people and the drama is getting bigger um and so it's just really really tough i think especially now being a girl in school yeah because everything's amplified with social media and stuff yes, too and at the time social media was just coming out so like facebook or no myspace was a thing yeah because we were in because i was in the age of 
pay, we had pagers and yeah. like got our first Nokia phone oh, yeah. in ninth grade. Nextel. Yeah, Nextel. Shout out Nextel. Yeah. I still use that. <laughs> just like a chirp. <laughs> I felt so cool in the high school, like always when my Nextel would chirp. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so then when I got to high school, I was like, okay, cool, I can make new friends. And then I, I think I did, um, but the friends from middle school, they there was a lot going on and a lot of fighting and stuff like that that I just couldn't get out of. And so um, I remember there was a really big moment and I think it was ninth grade and yeah, yeah. I remember mom was like, I'm taking you out of school. I think I remember being in a class cause I think I had the class of the same teacher, like right after you or right before you mm-hmm. or something like that. And you're about to fight a group of girls. like, And I'm like yourself. not a fighter at all. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. at all. I, I don't even know if I could actually follow through a punch. Like, yeah. but I remember like being in the hallway, all these people like again, this group and that group and your friends were all on my side. <laughs> yeah, see, yeah, because they probably all liked you. Shout out Becky Sharoyan. <laughs> oh yeah, well, yeah. No, the girls, it's Becky. The, yeah, yeah, Becky. Yeah, <laughs> the guys are probably there too. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, yeah, I remember that. It was just, it was such a, yeah, it was. I always felt so bad that you had to kind of go through that, and there's, you know, only so much we can do. And I remember when you graduated, like your last day of school, I was like, all right, I think it's time for me to leave too. And yeah. then Mom did take me out of school uh, shortly after that, and homeschooled me for, I think it was like a year and a half. Um, and then I ended up going back so that I could do junior high, I mean, junior high, uh, my junior year and my senior year at school Oh yeah, and do, you do prom, prom and all stuff that stuff. Like that. Yeah. yeah. Now looking back at that, how do you th- feel like that shaped you or why do you feel like that was so helpful for you now? Um, I definitely think if it was not for my experiences in high school and before that, um, I would not lead the salon teams that I the way I lead them. Yeah. I would um, definitely probably not have the mean girl policy that I do. Like absolutely no mean girl behavior whatsoever. If there is a problem, someone's got to go. Um, I definitely think that just being through all of that, it also made me, because I'm, I'm still on good terms with the people who I had bad experiences as a child with. Mm-hmm. I'm on very good terms with some of them. Yeah, um, yeah. I've hung out with them. We've had great, great memories since that in our adult life. Um, but... I just think that now I'm, I understand that people grow. Um, sometimes they don't grow. So some people can recover, right? And like you can sit somebody down and talk to them about how they're behaving and they can realize that they're being a jerk and change. Um, but some people can't. And some people like they're not necessarily causing drama because they're a bad person. They're causing drama because they have issues in their own life. So being supportive of those people instead of being pissed off at those people, um, just different things like that. But it's crazy because as we've had the salons and the different things that have come up, I always feel like I'm being reminded of that like betrayal that I felt as a teenager. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, in my adult life with my staff, it's different because they're, you know, if they leave, they're leaving for another business adventure as a, as a child or younger, a teenager, they're just acting a certain way and kind of leaving your life for other friends. Yeah. yeah. Right. So it's like totally different, but also it just feels like history has repeated itself for me a million times. And the main way that I feel like it keeps repeating itself as I bring people together Mm -hmm. and I pride myself in that I'm constantly like one, there's never not room for one more. Yeah. And so I'm always bringing people together and introducing my friend groups and I'll never stop doing that. I love giving people connections and I love connecting people and connecting with other people. Obviously, that's how I have all my connections, too, was through other people connecting me. Mm-hmm. So I love that. But it does hurt when all of a sudden you feel like you're being pushed away for those people that you connected to 
do other things right yeah, without yeah. you. So I feel like I've been reminded over and over and over again in my life that that's just part of life. It yeah. just is. So as a business owner and having our large team, I mean, we have over probably 30 employees. I just use my experiences from childhood to lead them. Yeah. Yeah. You can really identify those things too. If, if, if people haven't healed from back then, or, yeah. you know, as you were, as you were given, you know, a really tough hand to get through that stuff, but then to get through it and then be able to look back on it and say like, Oh, if somebody's speaking out negatively, it's because they're dealing with something internally and they're bullying and, and, and whatnot, or they're going through something at home. Yeah. And that's a big thing as we're starting to speak, you know, more at like high schools and everything to go in and, and really help that generation understand that so they cannot be a jerk in high school. Yeah. And, um, but you know, there's, there's, I don't think there's ever an end to bullying. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah. So, um, now like based on, you know, entrepreneurship and, you know, being a hairstylist for several years, how, how long were you doing hair for? Is it's that been 17 years since I got licensed. Licensed. And then you did in, in the did, salon for yeah. 15. Wow. And then, um, so now having two salons, around 30 employees and uh and then recently decided to pivot um f- from coaching more salons as well um what would you say to somebody that wants to start a salon like what's like that first thing that they should be aware of something that i keep realizing is that a lot of people are opening businesses because they want to be their own boss not because they're a good leader or, or have an entrepreneurial mindset yeah so it's like that's kind of something I'm trying to speak to. Like, do you just want to be your own boss because it's cool because you get to make your own decisions and show up to work in whatever outfit you want to wear? And because it, right now, like, entrepreneur is trending on social yeah. media for like the last five five years. Like, it's this sexy, cool thing. And then you yeah. then you start it, and it's like, oh, that's that's the worst thing ever. <laughs> it's also the best thing ever at the same time. But you got to be prepared for that. Yeah. So I'm I definitely have an entrepreneurial mind, and I definitely um, I'm definitely an entrepreneur. But I love teams. Yeah. I don't like doing things alone. Like when we decided to do the coaching stuff, I mm-hmm. could have very well been like, I'm going to do this. Yeah. But I don't like doing things alone. So I'm like, who wants to do this with me? Who wants to partner with me? Right. And mm-hmm. like, that's when we partnered up. Um, but even with the salons, like I would never want to do this alone. But if I didn't have Bella V and our family business, I probably would have ended up in a suite because mm-hmm. I didn't want to be under someone else's management. Sure. Not because I wanted to be my own boss. That was never even a thought was because I didn't want to be in a salon with mean girls. Mm, and so sense. I was like, we got the salon because mom's or Robin said to mom, if we don't open a salon, I'm done doing hair. I don't want to work in this environment anymore. I was yeah. fine. I, I liked the salon I was at, but it, it was not a forever thing. Um, but when we opened the salon, it's like, okay, cool. We have our own business now. It wasn't like, oh, we're entrepreneurs. We're, we're our own boss. It wasn't trendy or cool at all at the time for us. Um, but then as we grew, I kind of just adopted that leadership role and just hit the ground running. And so I would just say to someone who wants to open a salon or any business, make sure it's because you want to be a leader and you are going to do the work to be a good leader and that you don't just want to be the boss. Yeah. Because if you want to be the boss, I think like, I don't know if there's a business for that. Yeah. There's a small, there's a, there's a very small portion of, of the whole thing. Um, and, uh, and I forget who coined who coined this. So let's let's take people. Uh, um, there's I forget what it's called. The wheel of entrepreneurship. Let's call it. I did not come up with this, but I want to take people 
number one, for them to understand these are certain levels of entrepreneurship, which you're going to go through. Pretty much everyone, everybody has gone through this in some way, shape, or form that started a business. Um, and then maybe we could attach each of those to parts of, of your journey. Um, so when you start out any cool idea that you have, like, okay, let's say I want to be a, I want to be a, um, a salon owner. You're like, okay, I have this great idea. This is amazing. Okay, we're going to get the place here. We're going to do this. Um, I know these style start that maybe they'll come on board. You have uninformed optimism. So you start making your way up this thing. It feels like this is, it feels like it's going to be like this forever. You're going to get to the top. Mm-hmm. But you have this uninformed optimism. And then, so you feel like you had a, a stage yeah, of uninformed I, that, optimism? That came after we started the businesses. So that started when, for me, that was the point when I took the leadership role of starting to hire people. Yeah, okay. Like that moment when I had four interviews in one day and I hired all of them, dad was like, Allison, you're not supposed to hire everyone you interview. And I'm like, I liked them all. They're so <laughs> yeah, nice. They're, they're so great. They're going to be perfect. They were. They they all worked out great. Yeah. Um, I can tell you exactly who they were. They, they were long-term employees and they were fabulous. Mm-hmm. But that was definitely that point for me when I was like, this is so easy. You just hire people and they like work and everyone gets along and loves each other. Yeah. This Perfect. Is easy. Yeah. This is so easy. Let's go to the top. Um, yeah. yeah. And I remember my coach was like, be careful. The level threes are usually the ones that like. It's a little bit tricky. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not going to happen. These girls love each other. Like it's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, and that's what, uh, even with hiring, uh, I love what Gary V says. He says, hire fast, fire faster and promote fastest. Love that. You got to like, you don't have to, cause a lot of people think about like, Oh, well I'm, I'm, I know how to hire people. I identify certain things. You hire fast. Okay, cool. But then if they're not, if they're not doing it and what they said they were going to do in like three months, fire faster because yeah. you don't want to keep them around if they're not going to add to the culture and to the company. Love that. And then, but if they're doing amazing, then you promote fastest yes. and you really, you know, really incentivize them to keep moving forward and be a part of something. Um, so yeah, so you have that in, uh, uninformed optimism. Oh my God, it's going to be so easy. This is great. It's going well, which is important because you do need this part. However, the next part of that is informed pessimism. And that's when you start going down. That's when shit hits the fan or like, oh my God, this is not as easy as I thought. Like, what the fuck? Like, why is this so hard? Yeah, that came. Uh, so there was a couple of moments where I was like, I would say like little dips and then they yeah. go back up. So I'm not going to count those. Yeah. Cause those were just those like, are all part of it too. Yeah, those but, were just girls that I ended up having to let go or, mm-hmm. for whatever reason. But the biggest one was definitely during COVID when we found out that multiple of our employees were opening separate businesses without letting us know. So mm-hmm. collecting unemployment and playing the game that they still worked for us when in fact they had other businesses fully ready to open after the shutdown. Yeah. That was definitely the informed Pessimism. pessimism. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> uninformed optimism. Oh my God, this is amazing. You have uh, informed pessimism. Was the now biggest you start blindsided mess I've yeah. ever felt. Like, wait, what is happening? And mm-hmm. yeah, I, yeah. And then so once you go down, that's that's like a steep Oof. cliff down, and most people stop there because that's the valley of despair, the valley of death. Yeah, you almost did. Yeah. And so you have that. So you're up and then you're down and then you're way down. And then you're like, fuck, how are we ever going to overcome this? And most people stop there and then maybe come up with a new idea and they go back to the um, uninformed optimism because it's fun to be in there. Hey, well, let's just start a bottled water company. We could do this. We could have this. And then and then you eventually go down to the valley of despair again. And then they start over and over and over. However, if you stay in that valley of despair and you figure it out, you start now having informed optimism you start making your way back up i'm definitely there i've been there for probably four years now yeah yeah Yeah. 
would say about and even like with, but yours is a tricky situation because I, I bet you we could even look at the very beginning of your career and identify like a certain wheel there. Um, but as looking at like a long term, like over the past decade or something like that, this is like a more because um, most people don't even make it a year. They're like informed. Yeah. <laughs> uninformed, when I quit my first done. job, she said, OK, well, most businesses fail in the first two years. And yeah. I said, well, then I'll see you in two years. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be back. Yeah, but yeah. Thankfully, it worked out. Yeah. So if you ride that out and you and you like you weather the storms, you're in that valley of despair. You start figuring it out, and then once you've once you've been to that valley of despair and you made it through it, now those little things that made of like taking you off the the rails before, now you're like, oh, that's just part of it, and it doesn't weigh as heavy to you. So you start making that, and that's where you find your success. And oh, you yeah. Can ride it out. Yeah. I love that. I it's once you've done that, you don't really go back to the uninformed optimism again. Yeah, yeah. Because then you yeah you know everything is yeah. Because now like with hell. our coaching business, we're not like we're not like oh this is gonna be so easy. Like this is great. We're like no, this is it's hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's supposed to be difficult, but and and that's the thing about the longer you're in entrepreneurship that you understand how businesses work. You know how to communicate your ideas or build pitch decks or meet new people, and you're more clear about what you what you want to say. And based on your previous successes, they're like, oh, I'll bet on this person because they've already had successes. So it's a little bit easier to navigate mm -hmm. still really really tough times because now you have bigger things, which means bigger stuff can go wrong. Yeah. Um, and there's a thing I love in entrepreneurship. There's a, a uh, like for investors, they say, um, don't bet on the horse, bet on the jockey. So if you're an entrepreneur and you're the jockey, your businesses are your horse. You don't bet on if this business is going to yeah. work or not. You need the right person to that. really jockey it to win. Jockey yeah. it. Is that what saying? <laughs> that um, good. but, uh, but yeah, so, so having, a, you know, being a hairstylist, being in the family business, mom, dad, and, and Robin, and then, um, you know, having these two successful salons and now getting into the coaching world, which we'll, we'll bring Layla up in a sec. What are you loving most about this next chapter is where we have mastermind consulting. So we're now consulting salon and studios where, um, you know, we can bring the knowledge of, of running a, a salon or being as a hairstylist or with social media or just business as a whole to help people get to where they want to go. Um, because you having a coach for, for a long time was really pivotal for you, right? Oh yeah. And I, I love my coach and she was amazing, but, um, there were certain things about that coaching style that I loved and certain things that I would change. And so I'm just really using my experience with that to know what I think people really need, especially in this day and age, right? Like things are different now. And so, um, cause I had a coach for probably eight years, I think it was. Yeah. And, um, she, I think we haven't been working with her for about four or five years now, mm -hmm. something like that. So it's, um, you know, and, and you've kind of filled that void of my business coach, right? Mm -hmm. So now like you're kind of my coach and then I've, and then I'm coaching others. So, yeah, yeah. um, we're just kind of, uh, kind of pivoted that a little bit, but, um, the reason wasn't necessarily, I wasn't getting what I needed for my coach anymore. I just had evolved to a different point of needing something else. Your and so using the teacher. Yes. <laughs> so using that to know what people need and also being able to evolve and fit in where people need us to fit in yeah. is, um, what I'm really loving. Cause not everyone needs the same thing, right? Like it just depends kind of what your business vision is and how big you want to grow your salon. And if you're even, with a team. Some people are just working solo independently and want help with that. So I'm really loving being able to, I've worn so many hats in this industry and then having the experience of all the hats mom wore and yeah. watching her and knowing what she did wrong and what she would have done differently. And then just seeing like with my staff, seeing how they've grown and knowing like how different everybody's experiences and knowing that I I've helped. I think we've had, 
I would have to look, but probably over 90 employees over Mm -hmm. the last 15 years. I mean, probably more than that, maybe more like 150. (laughs) It's been a lot. And so, um, I've coached each and every one of them one-on-one. Yeah. So I have not just shown up to work and did hair, right? Like I've actually sat down with each individual employee at our salon and really, really coached them both personally and professionally. And so I just, I have a lot to offer Mm -hmm. and I know what it takes. So just having all of that experience and being like, you know what, I'm going to share this with the country. Yeah. 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 Like hopefully the world, like I just want to share it with other people. I don't want to just be in Michigan at my home salons. Yeah. I want to be all over getting to know other people's story, helping other people reach the success that they dream of and just being there with them on their journey. Because if you don't have someone with you on your journey, when you hit the moments that we hit, thankfully we had a coach when we hit them. Yeah. Um, and I did call her crying many times. Um, if you don't have someone to fall back on and someone to support you, that is outside of your business to keep a level head for you. Yeah. It is very challenging. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you're able to just really like narrow in on it and, and just say this, you this can is... remove the emotion a little bit better yeah. when you have someone outside of the business. Yeah. But if you talk to people within your business, whether you're they're your business partner or another employee, that you trust and that you've shared information with, it's a lot of emotion. Everyone's just pissed off, right? And like reacting emotionally. But when you pull someone else in, it really is like, okay, what is the actual problem? How can we solve it? Yeah. How how can you isolate that? But then also be like, yeah, you know exactly what to do because you've already been through it. Because all of this stuff, this happens to everybody. Yeah. At some point, in some way, shape or form. And if you can isolate that and say, yeah, um, this is how you get through that. These are your options. You know, what what are the, the, the different parts of the formula to, to get it to where you want to go. Like, you know, are you a, you have five people working for you. Do you have 10, do you have 30? Um, what do your finances look like? What are your options? Um, and that's what I love most about like, uh, even us bringing our two businesses together is like your expertise and being like a badass stylist for all these years where you built this huge clientele, did super well. And then now coached all, all of these other stylists and employees, um, individually, because you have to lead everybody differently. Everybody is different. Yeah. What do they want, uh, in, out of life? What are their goals? You have to, you know, do that. But then also like with like the social media end and the business end up with mastermind it's like we are always looking what is new in the world and how can we use it ai is coming out people are deathly afraid of it it's like okay well how can we use it to our advantage okay well maybe as you're doing the you know building your team of stylists are you doing your weekly newsletter well you can have chat gpt assist you on that and then you know automate this this and this so yeah. now you're able to use those new tools versus you're so busy as a as a stylist and a business owner, I have to focus on all of these different stylists and you don't have the time to do this other stuff. Well, it's like, actually you do, but you can automate it so you don't have to worry about yeah. it. You can still benefit from what they what those things offer. Yeah. Um, and then how can you use social media better? How can you, you know, um, you know, yeah, just structure your business better. And uh, so now as we've kind of like sh- brought our brains together and, and birthed Mastermind Consulting, um, yeah, I'm just really excited about like all of the new things and how to, ensure that we're always at the forefront of all of that yeah. because you know with like the other companies that we've seen in the past how they've they've just maybe stay stagnant and like this has always I worked think that people get like so stuck because they they're too busy to do the things like you were saying like social media and newsletters and all of that so they're too busy and overwhelmed and then they are either they don't have the personality to go out there and network or they're too busy to network or they're just simply not making time for it mm-hmm. and networking has been li- literally like the reason that I am here 
Like uh, other than that, we brought our brains together. Networking yeah. and being in the right rooms at the right time have gotten me to where I am. Yeah. And so many people just like don't network. And they think networking is like, oh, like commenting on someone's social media and like damning them. No, like networking is like going out there and meeting people and having actual human connections mm-hmm. with people. And um, networking is I, I can name like multiple areas of my career that changed the game for me. And yeah. it was networking. Yeah. Every time. And like, the, yeah. What if you wouldn't have gone out that time and met that certain person or gone 100%. and flown there? Um, because that's where like. Uh, no matter what part of the journey, getting out there and meeting people. Yes, there maybe is a time where you need your head down and focus and like build who you are. But over time, as you go through those trials and tribulations of say high school that were really difficult, those those really like shaped you as um, as a person. Then you start a business. Then you go through those trials and tribulations. You're just getting fucking like yeah. hit all the time. But what you don't realize, like it hurts. But what that really is doing, it's like sharpening you. I always I I. I um, Thought, thought about this recently like it sharpens you into this like weapon of certainty because once you become this like sword where like you've been through everything you're super sharp and everything you go out and navigate the world and you're networking with and talking to these people they're like wait what have you done you've done all of this and like you know what you're talking about and you're so confident because you've been through it yeah. then you can just build upon that yeah i always um, tell people especially my team i'm like you got to be a yes person mm-hmm. like you got to say yes when people ask you if you want to do something say yes unless you literally can't or you're sick, you need to go do the things like don't let the voice in your head tell you like, oh, it might be weird or like I might be uncomfortable there or whatever. Like just go. Um, One of the one of the big uh, moments that kind of changed the game for me was and and this is like late in my career, too. I mean, there was many moments before that, that the brands that I work with, um, you know, supported me and stuff like that. But one really cool moment was I got a phone call from uh, one of dad's friend's daughters and she was like, hey, like our um, hairstylist canceled on us for tomorrow. Can you do our media day? I'm like, sure. Like, that'd be cool. So I canceled mm-hmm. my whole day at the salon. I probably pissed off three people, but I was like, I got you. I'll stay late, like whatever. But I got this cool opportunity. If it's if it's okay, I would like to take it. So I moved my clients and I went and did media day for the Detroit Pistons dancers. And it was an awesome time, did their hair. And then it was time to go. And I was, there was another hairstylist there. And, um, I could have left, right? Like, Oh, bye. Nice to meet you or whatever. But I'm like, no, I want to talk to her, get to know her. Like, where is she from? Where does she work? So I stayed after and we were cleaning up and we started talking and she's like, we got to stay connected. And she's like, I, I want to stay connected with you. Like, I feel like connection with you and I, we're, we're going to do some cool things together. She called me the next day and she was like, I knew something was going to come up. I got Bottega Veneta fashion show. She's like, are you available? And it was Bottega Veneta was coming to Detroit for the first time. They've never came to the US, I don't even think, for their show. And they came and I got to assist. And it was incredible. It's such an amazing experience. And that was like when I was really really like, there is just no opportunity that is not open to you. Yeah, It's really just a matter of if you're taking it or not. Mm -hmm. Like when you're looking at other people like, oh, how does she get to do that? Or how does she get those opportunities? It's literally leaving your house that will give you those opportunities. Yeah, yeah. Like it's not anything else. It's just leaving your house and getting to meet people. Yeah, and and making time for it. That's something I even now because you know after like building a company and yeah being very stressful, but then you you build a team that now frees you up to then get back out there and network. Um, And it inspires them too. Like the whole time I've been here, my team is texting me, being like oh my gosh, like I'm so inspired. My goal next year is to be able to do this with you. And like mm-hmm. one of my big, because I speak to goals all the time in my salon, 
that's a big conversation we have. They're like, how did you get there? Like, what goals can I set to get me there too? Yeah. And they want to do it with me because who wouldn't want to do it with people when, when other people are doing what you want to do, do it with them, not against them. Right. Yeah. So that's just been really cool. I, my team right now is, I probably said this before, but my team right now is amazing and just like so on fire and excited. And when they see me doing stuff like this, they don't go, Oh God, Allison's out of the salon again. Or like, you know, Oh, she's, she's never here. Right. They're not saying stuff like that. They're calling me like, I miss you. When are you coming back? Like, Hey, I just want to let you know, I handled this for you and stuff like that. And so I built this incredible team to allow me to be able to do things. Mm-hmm. And when an, an opportunities come up, they're doing them with me. Yeah. Yeah. It's an incredible team, but also an incredible culture yeah. that, that allows you to see it properly, see these different experiences properly where they, now they're inspired and they feel like they can, they can do that too, or that's possible. That's a huge thing about like, yeah, you are the people you surround yourself with and if the people around you are doing amazing things, it means it's, it's possible. Like even before I moved out uh, here from, um, from Detroit to, um, LA as an actor, I, I don't even, I think a little bit was maybe like seeing like uncle Johnny, great uncle Johnny doing like ballet, knowing that he traveled the world doing that. But I, I, I desperately wish that I had somebody to, understand earlier I'm, I'm i'm really grateful my journey i came out here and thought i was like oh just give me three years watch i'm gonna be fucking i'm yeah I'm gonna be famous I'm, I, you know wrong reasons but like i could i can do this watch because I, I was so cocky and confident but then you get out here and you're like oh shit this is the, right that was my informed <laughs> pessimism stage yeah, i'm like oh that. shit but because i always wanted to prove people wrong that was that fueled me and then over time i'd lost that because that's not a great place to always be yeah but um but now I want to help those the younger generation understand how to get aligned earlier. Because if they can get aligned earlier, they can make a bigger impact sooner. Yeah. And not that it's a race, it's a marathon. Yeah. But you don't have to be in the club for 10, 10 years yeah, to figure that that's out. You know? So true. Yeah. I love that. I, I feel like that's kind of what I do because we we usually um, interview people straight out of beauty school. Yeah. I don't really look for people with clientele at all, mm-hmm. actually. Over two years of experience is kind of a turnoff for me. Yeah. So um, it, I really love to just take people out of beauty school and it's like, all right, you're 18 let's get to work. Yeah. Yeah. And they can still have fun and go party and do that stuff and, and, and all those kinds of things that you need to do to grow up and have fun. But it's not, um, blowing off three years doing it in a salon that they don't care about where you're going. Yeah. Yeah. If you have a, if you have a strong leader, you can get to that informed optimism stage sooner and then be aware of the pitfalls and everything. And you might have some naivete that like, yeah, but I, I won't go through that. I won't do that. Like, okay, wait, but, um, but yeah, but once you know what, what, what you're in for, you can navigate the world better and um, and it makes those hard times not as not as difficult. Do you feel like you um, when it comes to like I'm very I always talk about I'm very like in the middle. I never get too high or too low. Do you you feel like you celebrate your victories enough? Um, I've been having a lot of fun lately. Yeah, <laughs> having a great time. <laughs> um, I think so, but not. No, I kind of get what you mean. I would say mm-hmm. I'm definitely like I'm not like celebrating and then really sad and like yeah. going through that. Cause that's exhausting. But I definitely, um, I definitely try not to get too, too excited. Like mm-hmm. even right now with my team doing amazing, it's like, I'm not in that mindset of like, Oh, we're never going to have a bad time again. This is so amazing. I'm so glad yeah. we got through all of that. Mm-hmm. Like I try not to let myself kind of get there. Um, and then also when bad things happen, I'm also not getting as low as I did before. Yeah, Cause you know how low it could be in like, Oh yeah, this is, we've yeah. gone through something before. But I definitely notice when people do 
get too high or get too low. Yeah. I noticed that. Um, and I also notice when people don't. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> so, I, I always, I, I my, my friends that have gotten to, gotten to business and seeing like their high highs and their low lows, it's like, that could be detrimental to your, your, your career long-term, but also just you as a human, like your, your mental health. It's not, you know, so I, I'm happy I'm kind of in the middle and I, I feel like I, I'm on a consistent high because I'm just happy to be yes, in the game. That's kind of how I feel too. But yeah, but I, I'm I, like, this I is get... fun. Like even the bad stuff, I'm like, ah, it's fine. It'll yeah. go over. Yeah. So I, I, um, I do still need to celebrate a little bit more um, on my wins, but we'll get there. I'm happy with it. Yeah. Um, I, I noticed that Paris doesn't uh, get too high. Yeah. And uh, it, sometimes it pisses me off because mm. I'm like, oh, why didn't you like, why aren't we celebrating this like this is exciting and he's like it needs to be on paper first and then it'll be on paper and i'm like oh God. like the deal signed yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> he's like oh yeah we did it yesterday and yeah. i'm like dude celebrate like yeah. get excited <laughs> I'm literally the same way <laughs> you guys are the same person too. yeah yeah see that's just, that's fine she finally found somebody that could be a, a best friend of mine as well so um <laughs> when i first saw him i was like dude another like Ten years old. When I first met him, when I first met Paris, I called Mark and I'm like, "Yeah, like I'm hanging out with this guy. His name's Paris. He's ten years older. (laughs) He has a (laughs) six-year-old." Like I was like all these things, and then I was like, "But he's a really good actor. He's in the movies." And Mark was like, "Oh, cool! I can't wait to meet him." And yeah, yeah, yeah. Thankfully, it all worked out. (laughs) All worked out. Now I'm dating somebody thirteen years younger than than I, and (laughs) I'm a a huge hypocrite. but uh good yeah. thing i'm not um i don't know what i was gonna say, you say you're not. good thing i don't like feel like i need to get back at mark yeah right? yeah you're like yeah i'm not um, talking to you for six months talk about some of the things that we're doing as far as like the planner and those kind of things yeah. that people can look forward to oh my gosh i'm so uh, excited of course and all uh, that i'm so excited we just talked about if i get so excited yes i do and you ready later you're about to come up here in a sec so um yeah so mastermind consulting so we are working with salons and studio owners so independent stylists uh, salon owners that are building teams salon owners that are feeling like they're failing and need to be brought back to life we're working with people who want to be a salon owner salon Um, schools yeah salon schools which is super exciting i'm really excited for this new opportunity we just got um but so i used a planner to get to to double my income overnight, basically more like triple it. Um, and so I really, really loved this planner, but it was just, it was missing something and it almost had too much in it. Right. So I've always had this in the back of my mind that I wanted to create a planner for hairstylists and beauty professionals altogether, estheticians slash artists, anybody in the beauty field. Um, and so I really, really wanted to do this, but I wanted it to also gear towards mindfulness and, um, meditation and taking care of yourself and drinking water and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I feel like the ladies will know what I'm talking about, but you go to target and you walk through the notebook section and you're like, Oh, it's such a cute notebook. And you buy like, Oh, you have all these notebooks because they're cute. Mm -hmm. I wanted it to be something where it's like, wow, this is such a cool notebook. I I want this and I want to write in it, but also be really useful and not just be like a cute notebook. So, uh, we've been working on this. I'm really, really excited to bring it to life. I feel like I've been dreaming of this moment for two years Mm -hmm. at least And so this will be a planner that you can basically um, write what's on your day, right? Like your, your clients that you have scheduled, but then you're also maximizing your day. So you're planning the opportunities that you have on your books that are not booked yet. And then you're also tracking your mood for the day, how you started the day, how you felt, how you felt at the end of the day, because in the beauty industry, I mean, first of all, you're constantly touching people and absorbing their energy and putting your energy onto them as well. 
And so I just think it's really important to control our mood and not get too um, reactive towards other people's lives and stories that they share with us. And so there will be a little bit of that in it. There will be some positive, uplifting quotes and stories. Yeah, keep you motivated. There's um, some um, social media um, examples yes, or like inspo yes, for that. Yes, there will be calendars to plan your education and to get excited about shows and plan social media content. Um, what else? We've got um, a sort of like a um, budget planner in there mm-hmm. as well. Um, and just really give the stylist an opportunity to have something that feels reliable for them without feeling like they need to have like this big, huge plan, right? Just a nice, simple daily thing. You come in, you write your day down, you track your day, right? You have your goals and then you track them and help people get to where they want to go. But what I like to do is I like to work backwards with stylists and um, beauty professionals. So I'll usually, if I'm working one-on-one with someone, I'll say, where do you want to be at the end of the year? And now we got to figure out how much money you got to do each day. Mm-hmm. So um, while the planner will help get there, it's really going to be an awesome tool for me to be able to provide my salons with, yeah. not my salons at home, but the salons that I'm working with and the stylist that I'm working with and give them a tool because I'm doing all this coaching one-on-one. But when they go in the salon, a lot of times you get overwhelmed and you just go through your day again. Yeah. So my team, most of my team has worked with the planner that we've used previously, and they're so excited about this new one. I've given them some sneak peeks and they're like, is the planner ready yet? Like, I need this planner. And so it's going to be really, really awesome to bring that to life. Yep. Yep. So we'll have that ready before the end of the year. We'll probably do like a pre-order and everything too. So people can have this planner to ensure that they're going to be making the money they want to make, that they're going to mentally be prepared for everything that comes up and be inspired and motivated and just, yeah, all the tools across the board to be doing everything you need to, to live the life and build the career you want. Yeah. I think this is the perfect time to launch this. Yeah. Perfect time. And then aside from that, we're getting ready to launch a virtual course. So we've got 10 classes and they range from everything from being a goal oriented beauty professional. So like goal setting and knowing um, how to kind of achieve those goals to managing a team of stylists. Uh, We've got the education powerhouse and talking about how to partner with the right brands. And I share a lot of my story about how I got to where I am. I think my favorite one is going to be pain into power thing from you. So I'm really excited for that one, telling my story Mm -hmm. and really showing how everything that's happened, I've taken it and turned it into power. Yeah. Life happened for you. Yes. Not to you. Yeah. Yes. So every, I, every single thing in my life, I feel like I've turned it into something better. Yeah. And it's like a constant comeback. Yeah. Just being able to bring this opportunity, whether it's a virtual course or, or even virtual training or in-person training to help people learn from our both of our experiences and then just really maximize based on where the world is now and just to have, yeah, build your, build your best career and happiest life. Yeah, so, it's going to be badass. Uh, yeah. Uh, all right. So speaking of of coaching, we had a grand opening for a salon in uh, in Utah, and she is with us today. Yes, so Layla. Let's bring her on. All right. So we have Layla Grigley joining us. Welcome to LA. How are you feeling? Welcome, Layla. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like I'm always like chasing summer, like chasing the sunshine <laughs> constantly in my life. Like, when can I get into the sun? Yeah. I'll well, be there. We're hey, here. Now we're here. And, uh, you know, we've we spoke a, a few times before meeting a person at your grand opening. And, I was like, afterwards, I'm like, dude, Layla's a badass. Like seeing how you command the stage and like your team and how everybody looks up to you. It's like, it's, it was so cool to see. 
Thank you. I feel like I've always kind of had that talent, but yeah. just haven't really been given the opportunity. And I yeah. kind of realized like the people that aren't given the opportunity aren't given it. They take you, it. Yeah. You take that. Yeah. <laughs> you, you make it created happen. it. Yeah. And you did. Yeah. And you did. So we just had your, your grand opening in Draper, Utah. And, um, and, but one of my favorite things is how you both met. So, uh, who wants to take Shall us on we? that journey? I, I I'll wanna, start. I want to start. Because mine, mine is a little bit different than where Alice. She said, you, "She said Fine, you people don't start. take opportunities; they take it." She's <laughs> yes, like, "Actually, let me no. do it. Let Layla have her I moment." Yeah. Um, so I just wanted to give a little background before meeting Allison mm-hmm. of how much I needed Allison, um, but without knowing it, it was yeah. one of those things. I was, I was very, I'm a very talented stylist. Yeah. Very like, I know how to do hair, and I feel like I've been like there for years, but I was still not making money, and I was like. I need to get farther ahead and I just feel like I'm stuck in this hole and I don't know how to get out of it, but I have the talent. I just don't know where to go from here sure. to like elevate myself. Um, and there was this Kevin Murphy conference and I heard about it and I was like, I need to go to that. Like I really, really felt strong about it. Um, Shout out Kevin Murphy. Yes, yes. I love Kevin Murphy. And this is your first time doing anything like that? Yes. I never done anything like that. And it was kind of like expensive. Like, <laughs> It was expensive to go. The flights were expensive. The ticket to be there was expensive. Hotel was expensive. I was like, oh my God. So I actually called my dad and was like, can I have, can I have some money? Like, I, I feel like I need to go there and have this be a part of my career. But wow. like, I feel it so strong. So I had to borrow money from my dad and my boyfriend. Um, and they both like supported me going there. And it was so interesting because like I went there, but I felt like I wasn't like getting as much out of it as like I maybe would have wanted. Yeah. Um, which is funny. I feel like if I went to that same conference now, knowing the people I know, I would have gotten so much more. Sure. But I just, I wasn't making the right connections. I wasn't meeting the right people. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I actually like thought it was going to be longer than it was. And so my flight was for the next day and the conference ended in the morning. I didn't know that. I was like, I'm going to be here for the next 24 hours. This is in Austin. Yes. And I was like, no, I'm going to go home. Like, I don't even care if I have to redirect me. So I get on this flight and um, I just not had a great time. I was kind of in a mood or whatever. I got on this flight and I have to go from Austin and I live in Utah up to Michigan and then back to Utah for your layover. Yeah. For my layover to get the home. worst layover flight. I ever. know. But anyways, so I was on the flight and I'm s- I have one of the Kevin Murphy bags that I had gotten at the convention. Mm-hmm. And that was your high high point with getting getting a bag. Yes, <laughs> like, oh, I was very excited about my bag. <laughs> my bag. I have my Kevin Murphy bags. They're amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was sitting there next to this girl, and she's like, "Oh, I was at the conference too because she saw my Kevin Murphy bag." And she's like, "How'd you like it?" And I was like, "Uh huh." It was okay, I guess. I uh, hated it. Um, and then she's like, no way. We had the best time. Oh, my God. You have to meet Allison. And the plane was full except for the seat in between the two of us. And she's like, Allison, come here. Come here. You have you have to meet this girl. Who was the... Who was she actually texted me and said, bitch, get your ass over here. I got this super cute girl sitting next to me that was at the show. <laughs> who, who was it? Brittany. Brittany? Wow. Yeah. She's like, wish you would have met us at the beginning. You would have had the best time. Yeah, and I'm like, I yeah. bet I would have. Anyways, so I start talking to Allison and she just tells me like all these things about how she set up her salon. And I was like, if I set my business up like that, I would succeed. Yeah. Like, and then she mentioned something about a salon coach and that how that helped her. And I was like, oh my God, that's what I need. 
but I didn't know that she was a coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we had just launched our business. I think I was doing the six week coaching program yeah. or about to mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. It was in talks. Yeah. yeah. So I, I didn't know that. I didn't know she did coaching or whatever. And we had followed each other on Instagram, but I couldn't remember her name when I got mm-hmm. home. So I couldn't like message her or whatever and be like, hey, who was your coach? Like, I really like the format you use, you know, yeah, like yeah. I wanted to, but I just didn't. So I actually interviewed 12 coaches and nobody felt as right as Allison mm-hmm. did, like talking with her and seeing her plan and her creative mind and like her energy and like kind of like where I wanted to take the business and like. Like I felt her support behind that or with everybody else. It was like, no, you need to do it my way. Or hers was like, no, like we have great ideas and like, let's collaborate to like make it amazing. A unique, a a unique plan based on who you are, where you are. And yeah, exactly. Um, And so it was so funny because like months later she messages me and is like, Hey, I just wanted to like catch up and like, see how you're doing. And I was like, okay, let's call right now. Like, let's do this. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So So you knew all that? Yeah. Yeah, we've told that story a few times. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I, you know, I went to the convention with Brittany, but Brittany and I booked our flights separate because she at some point didn't think she was going to be able to go. And I'm and I like Layla was like, I have to be there. Mm-hmm. I had met the owners of Kevin Murphy previously and um, was kind of chatting with them about like, oh, I can't wait to see you there and stuff like that. So I was so nervous if, if I was to go alone. I was so nervous. So kudos to you for going. I had um, went on a Facebook group with Kevin Murphy people and was like, hey, is anyone else going alone? Because like I'm totally going to. But then Brittany decided to come. So she booked her flight separately. So that's why we were seated in different areas, mm, which was so meant to be. Yeah. Like so meant to be. She flew out the day after me. So she came later and, and the trip just worked out that way. Yeah. And so, yeah. So we had an amazing time at the event. One of the best weekends of my work life career right like Mm -hmm. just in general one of the best weekends so much fun and we had been hanging out all day with you know everybody at Kevin Murphy that is somebody (laughs) and it was so much fun and we almost missed our flight because we were having too much fun but we got there and yeah we sat separately and she texted me and she's like get over here there's a super cute girl sitting next to me we can and there's a space next to us we can sit next to each other so I moved back like I was more up in the plane and I moved back and we were chatting I had been day drinking all day and hardly, I hate to admit this, but like, don't really know what I told Layla. Like we were chatting and I, I, first of all, I had a massive migraine. It was so funny. She had these black sunglasses on and I had she told headache. me how old had... she was and I was like, no, you're not. And then she like <laughs> took her sunglasses off and like, she's like, no. And then she had like bags under her eyes because she was so tired. I was and so yeah. tired. I think over. I got maybe two hours at the very most of sleep that night I had been drinking and having too much fun by the pool all day caught this flight I was so depressed to be going home I was coming down from this high of like the best weekend ever and she's like asking me all these business questions and I'm just rattling them off and I I was starting to get a a migraine I remember feeling like oh my god I can't wait to go home and uh we were chatting on the plane and I was giving her advice based off of my experience not necessarily pitching her at all I I don't really think that was even a thought I mean I I kind of never really pitch like I don't pitch anything anymore you don't pitch anything anymore it's more like hey here's all the information go do it if you want help let us know but like go live your best life yep Mm -hmm. that's kind of how I felt and then so we parted our ways well a few months later when the coaching was really taking off I was like I need to talk to that girl that I met on the plane but I couldn't remember her name Mm -hmm. she's gonna remember my name I couldn't remember her name well we're so memorable I'll never forget your name again, Layla. I was like, if I if I had posted more, you would have found me sooner. Yeah. So I scrolled through my followers, and I'm like, what was that girl's name? Brittany didn't remember it either. I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling. I found her. I'm like, it was Layla. (laughs) So I messaged her and I'm like, hey, how are you? How's your business doing? 
And she said, um, oh my gosh, I've been look, looking for you. Yeah. Like I've been wanting to find you. So we hopped on our call and her boyfriend actually got on the call too. And he's like, no, you don't understand. She came home from that trip. Like I met this girl that changed my, my mind about like how to run my business. And we talked, we had a, a phone call about, you know, how things would work out and stuff like that. And what I could offer and all of those things. And then she sent me an email and in the email she said, um, because she went alone and, you know, just wasn't totally maybe in the right company at mm -hmm. the event. She said, um, it wasn't worth the money, but meeting you was. And I screenshot it and I sent, to, I sent it to one of the guys at Kevin Murphy. And he said, everything you love about that, I hate. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so he said, find out her name and her phone number and her address. You know, she's right near the new headquarters in Utah, which you're so lucky that you get to be so close to the new Kevin Murphy office. So dope there, isn't it? That's so and nice. uh, he said, we want to make sure we make it up to her, you know, wow. so... Layla will never have a bad time at a Kevin Murphy event ever again. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I, I love about like the, the moment that you guys spoke. Cause one thing that I'm trying to get really great at is understanding what is second nature, second nature to me, but not to anybody else. Yes. Cause it's like, Oh yeah, just do this, this, this. And it's to somebody else. It's like, Holy shit. That's, that's the blueprint that could change everything for them. And it could yeah. be very simple. But, um, so like even for you to sit down and just give all that information and then for her to be inspired by it. Yeah. I wasn't sharing rocket science. I'm just sharing my story, but for her being newer in the field and also like just not necessarily having a team yet. And yeah. that wasn't even on the well, radar I, yet. I had, one assistant and her name's Nicole. She's like the funniest person we know. She's actually here with Hi, us Nicole. today. Hello, Nicole. <laughs> <laughs> you thought we were going to let you not talk, huh? <laughs> um, and I came home after that and I wasn't making any money before this trip. And I came home and I kind of restructured how we did things, how I booked appointments and like the time frame that I could put people in, yeah. fit them into the salon. And I made more money in those last three months of the year than I had the entire first half Ooh. of the year yeah like wow. all together all yeah yeah and so it was just like crazy just to like take just that little bit of advice that sure. i had had on the plane with her mm -hmm. and being able to see that growth yeah and then i feel like we like it was great to have a little bit of a break too because i could implement it and then reconnect and then it'd be like okay now where do we go from here yeah we got the foundation and set. yes yes a yeah. better and, better time from there. and so many things so going back to like the life happens for you not to you so many things could have gone wrong oh my gosh you so could have you could your dad could have been like actually not right now or something like that your boyfriend like yeah. whatever and then or you just decided maybe not but then you push through that you get there you could have had a better time and and, and then, I wouldn't and have then left. you wouldn't have left early You'd be like oh yeah maybe somebody would have recommended the like a restaurant that's only like, you could have went to that night like oh let me yeah. go check out that spot yeah that didn't happen you had like you had to have a, a bad time yeah. enough to leave early well and not only that my sister actually lives in texas and i was like she was like just come stay with me for two days and i looked at my bank account and i was like i literally can't get to dallas from here because i don't have enough money yeah so you so had to change I the flight to, change to go to my Detroit. flight to go home <laughs> because i don't have anything in my bank account yep and then had i had something in my bank account i would have gone and seen my sister easy i'm yeah. so sad you were broke Layla. Yeah, <laughs> bro the fact that britney sh showed up and, yes. and on last minute yeah, like, like for so you, crazy. you could have said like, oh, like, okay, I'll talk to her after this flight or something that maybe you wouldn't have the same conversation because you'd have been leaving, but you said, fuck it, let me go back to them. Yeah. Like, so all of those different things, if, and, and that's what I, I want people to even understand with that is like, you have to listen to what's going on around you and be able to say like, well, maybe, 
I mean, because I, I always tell my story about how I got into social media. Somebody asked me to run their Instagram when I was homeless, basically. I was sleeping at their house and I was like, now nah, I'm going to go back and wait tables because that's what I was used to. So I was like, I'm going to go, actually, how much would you pay me? They said $200 a week. And then I was like, okay, let's do it. I don't have any bills. I don't have anywhere to go. I can work with my iPhone. And then I, none of this would have happened. Or maybe mm-hmm. at a different point, something would have sparked. But you have to listen to those moments and say like, what if? And because at the very least, you would have just came back and you would have been at least the same person you were before. Mm -hmm. The craziest part for me is that going back to so a lot of what I've been able to bring to the table other than my experience is my connections within the Kevin Murphy brand. And they have been absolutely incredible supporting Layla. They came to a grand opening. Insane. People from Australia and England, just, you know, no big deal. Just attending. (laughs) So lucky. Um, But so what's crazy is I had met them previously and I think it was May and I had an invite for my distributor to go to this this dinner and uh, meet them. And I was really sick, really, really sick that weekend. And I was supposed to fly out Monday morning and I was like, I think it was Thursday or Friday. And I'm like, I really hope I'm better by Monday. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to say this now because we're like couple years away from that time but I probably shouldn't have went yeah yeah I was just coming off a real illness mm-hmm. and I said I'm going to Chicago <laughs> and a, a Brittany went, went to that with me as well and she's like are you okay like are you sure we should go and I'm like you know what I'm coming I, I'll be good by the time we get there I'll be good and so we went I completely forgot that I had spent the weekend sick and made these amazing connections because I said yes I'll be there and yeah. I didn't know how amazing that weekend was going to be or who I was going to meet like I had no idea but I went because I'm like, this is a cool opportunity to expand my network. Met them. Then this whole Austin thing happened. Met Layla. Like so many things could have gotten in the way. But because it all happened the way it is, she's so well connected now and has all of this business knowledge and experience, too, that like is life changing. Yeah. yeah. And it's all because she said yes. And I said yes to all these things that most people would have said no to. What are some of the steps that you feel like were really prominent and like really helping you? Um, get to where you are now well I love that like we went into schools and we're teaching the students in the schools um it's been really great because like I got to have my girls while they were in school um be able to come and do a couple of shadow days behind me do like a training I went through a mannequin head with them the whole mannequin head and then they went back to school um it was really great because I just heard from one of my girls her name's Lily um she told me she's like yeah like that changed my game and like now I'm known as like the fastest foiler at school and like everybody knows like that I can do foils like so quickly and like so efficiently and if there's a blonde like people want to give it to me and like I'm like I love that she's coming out of school with that kind of connection and stuff and that kind of just being able to come and and conquer it yeah be confident with all that starting her first week next week um and so I I love that about Allison I never would have like thought to go into a school and like you got to get them while they're young. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I shouldn't say young because they're not always, you know, it's not always teenagers in beauty school, but you got to get them while they're fresh and looking for that guidance. Yeah. Yeah. Versus like restructuring, like something that they've been doing. Anybody that's been doing hair for over two years, they have habits, whether they're good or bad Mm -hmm. and their way of doing things. And they're not necessarily as open-minded to like, Hey, what is the best way? Not saying that we know all of the best ways because we are both open-minded and want to know and want to learn from our students and our newer stylists. Like I love learning things from them. But at that point in their career of starting out, you need someone who's going to be very coachable. And if you have someone who has experience over two plus years, 
they they have to really be the right person and not have those bad habits of like, well, I just do it like this. Yeah. And they need to be open minded, too. So, yeah. Yeah. We started working together in January. So mm-hmm. we're coming up on a year. What should we do for our anniversary? <laughs> can't go. Can you, go, you can't go out on the boat because we're going be to Cancun. Cold. Remember? Oh, oh yeah. really? <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, we we started working together in January, which was perfect timing for just you know to line things up for the year. Yeah. And we did not meet have an in person meeting until June, mm-hmm. which is our first time since seeing each other. You know, since the plane. And other than, you know, just our FaceTimes, but we did uh, coaching each month from January to May virtually and then met in June and did two full days of beauty school visits and just hard work Mm -hmm. (laughs) meetings. And yes. And by that time, she had decided to expand her salon. Because at first it was really about how could she maximize her career. And then somewhere along the lines, she called me and told me that she got the whole building. And I was like, oh, okay, we're expanding. We're hiring people. Which eventually that was like always my dream to yeah. like do a big expansion. But it was kind of like, okay, let's like have a really good foundation first. Yeah. And it's like, actually, our foundation can be bigger than, yeah. than what we were thinking. Yeah, you can look at it differently. Yeah, because it's like you might have one idea of how to do it and mm-hmm. and then and then wait for the right time to make the transition but then right. but that's what I even love about your space like how that all came about where you had a, a smaller room in the back and then yeah. how like you found out that the open like the front was going to be open and then you took mm-hmm. that too yep. yeah like, all of that yes. she told me so nonchalantly we were on a call and she's like okay and then one more thing um I got the whole building, so we're going to start hiring now. And I'm like, oh, okay, sure. Um, Yeah, so I went out there in June, and we did our first in-person visit, and that's when we really started hiring. So her team has expanded from her and Nicole, just two stylists, to eight in just a few months. And then we just did our second in-person visit. But we've accomplished so much virtually, Yeah. so much. And um, just, you know, really helping her team as well, like, when I am there and I'm with her team, I have so many flashbacks of growing my team. Mm. It's so wild. Like it's just to see the friendships that are forming and the support and the desire to be at the salon. Like I'll be there. I want to go. I'll, you know, meet you there later or whatever. Dinners, mm. hangouts, playing with each other's hair, getting education, whatever they are down. And also like even Nicole was so welcoming of them. So it takes the right person to be okay with expanding a team. A lot of mm-hmm. stylists be like, oh, it's getting too big. Like I've, I had stylists say, the salon's just getting too big. And I'm like, well, this is my dream, not yours. Like if, if you don't want to be have a big team, then you're more than welcome to go be a part of a small one. I want a big team. Yeah. yeah. I love this shit. So um, shout out to Nicole for like wanting to expand with us and also being like a key player in the game. Yeah. Like yeah. she really helps keep everybody together and like bring everyone together and just make it keeps fun everybody laughing yeah. yes <laughs> that's her job I'm like, just, just we won't tell funny. them what she says to keep everyone laughing but oh, she's yeah. very funny <laughs> <laughs> so now so so now we have we did the grand opening for wicked and, yes. and so and the instagram is color me co- wicked hair color me wicked hair got <laughs> yes. it and then so wicked hair is the is the actual the title okay. of this one right yes. yeah um so now so based on everything you just had the grand opening what are you most excited about in like these next three to six months I'm excited that it's going to be a little bit less on my shoulders. Yeah. Um, there's been a lot. I've put in so many hours and it's kind of like anytime we get a client, like it has to be like me taking it plus mm-hmm. me doing all the other work to get everything moving. Um, I'm excited to see my girls grow. Um, but especially the whole, 
I mean, I always say, I'm like, yeah, I didn't want to work a nine to five. So I started my own business. And <laughs> now I get to choose which 80 hours a week. I yeah. work. <laughs> yeah. That's my favorite quote in entrepreneurship. Yeah. Like no. my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. But when you love what you do and you're aligned and you're yeah. like, and like, yeah, even just seeing how, how dope you are just as a leader and um and then even hearing the story now and like how you knew like that you were already really amazing at what you were doing but you knew there was there was more out there and you Mm -hmm. and you leaped and you took a risk like that you have to take that risk to like to to open up the you know more doors it's been it's been a really big risk because i mean all the everything has been on me as far as like paying for the expansion and the salon and just like everything so it's like i'm not just like investing like I'm investing everything I have into this, not just my time, but my money, my resources, my connections and like, you know, but it's something I really, really believe in and I really believe I can do it. Um, And I'm really grateful to have Allison to like be there to support because she won't let me fail. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) She's like, failure is not an option. Yes. Get in, loser. That. We're going to be successful. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's so exciting. Uh, well, yeah. Congrats on on everything. It's Thank been really you. cool to see Thank from you afar. For your and support. Absolutely, yeah. Loved loved being there and uh, and then seeing it is such a beautiful place and um, and just really goes with the name. It just feels like a, a a great vibe. But it feels like because you built it with the best intentions and because it's what you wanted. It's just exudes that everybody can feel that when they walk in mm-hmm. um and when you have the right team and the right culture everybody gets a great experience and when you when you leave people with something that they don't forget something unforgettable then they tell the world about you when their yeah. hair looks great and the experience was great and the place looked amazing it's like they leave and they want everybody else to go there they're yeah. you're gonna have something We've amazing been getting a lot of referrals lately and it's yeah. actually been like really beautiful to see and i'm like oh i love that people love their experience because one of the things i i tell everybody that I talk to is like our job is actually not to make people look beautiful. It's to make people feel beautiful. Yeah. And so it's like, it's, it's in here. It's not just like, how do I look in the mirror? Mm-hmm. But how do I feel when they leave the salon? And so it's like when they feel beautiful leaving the salon, that's when they tell their people. Yeah. Yeah. If they look beautiful, that's great, but it, they need to feel it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when you make, are, when yeah. they look the beautiful, other people ask them where they went and when they feel beautiful, they tell them where they went. Yeah. Mm. Is that a quote? I just made it up. Is that a bar? (laughs) I think I just like, I think that's going to be my next caption. (laughs) (laughs) Or your your first Can you write that down, Nicole, so I don't forget? (laughs) (laughs) We're recording. Oh, yeah. Never mind. (laughs) Still write it down. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. We'll we'll wrap this up. And uh, before we we do, um, we tell everybody where to follow everybody, I, 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 I like this will make this short and sweet but i wanted every i wanted you to tell briefly about um the x39 stuff because i know with like your, your like oh, massive yeah. migraines i don't and think everything, i'd be like, a weightless coach if i didn't have x39 yeah yeah so like having debilitating migraines for the last like two decades or longer yeah um so yeah but, but you recently found something that is absolutely incredible um that i thought maybe we would never see the day where you you wouldn't go you know have like at least a few days of migraines that you couldn't do something in a month so um yeah, just, it's been a game changer for being able to travel because usually when i travel i'm in excruciating pain layla knows this because when i came out to work with her the first time i was fighting it the whole time thankfully she has friends that are massage therapists because i visited them mm-hmm. i was in so much pain from the flight and you know just traveling and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, so X39 has been a game changer for me quickly. I've struggled with migraines my entire life um, since I was a little girl. And uh, aside from that debilitating neck pain, 
So um, not just necessarily a headache or a migraine, but actual excruciating nerve spasms and muscle spasms throughout my neck and other, you know, my, my lower back and stuff like that as well. Um, I was introduced to X39 about... And before being introduced introduced to X39, she's tried everything. Yes. I've tried everything under the sun. I've taken all the medications and all the natural remedies. I'm actually very, very, very into um, holistic medicine now because of the way that I've destroyed my body, trying to medicate it to cover up the pain. And so I just kind of gave up on um, that route and decided to start just trying to heal my body. And then I gave up again because I was like, I seriously cannot take this pain anymore. And I, I it's stopping me from living my life. So I did a um, nerve ablation in my neck and I saw a doctor who burned the nerve endings throughout my occipital area that basically would make it so that I couldn't feel the pain, which I'm not a fan of. I do not like the idea of muting pain mm-hmm. because it will go somewhere else. But at the time, I just couldn't handle it anymore. Not, yeah, you had to. Yes. So I quit doing hair and I got the nerve ablation in the same week. And it worked out really well until all of a sudden it didn't. So I had multiple ablations done. And one of the ablations, um, it was actually a nerve block that did it because they have to do a couple of nerve blocks before they go in to do the nerve ablation. So I had this one last nerve that was bothering me. And all the other ones were feeling amazing. And I was seeing this amazing results from this this procedure. And I went in and they did a nerve block right up in my occipital area right here. And as they were doing it, I was like, yes, this is the money. Like this is the spot that is going to, it's going to go away because all the other areas did. And I got home and I had way more pain than I usually would from a nerve block. And it was weird. And to make a long story short, it turned into a 15 day migraine. I was in the hospital. It was excruciating. Um, I had that trip to Chicago coming up with Kevin Murphy. And I was like, I can't have this. Like I need to just feel better. Thankfully the migraine subsided and I started to recover, but I couldn't go through it with the nerve ablation. So I was back to the drawing board of what, what I was going to do. And, and this, you started getting tinnitus at this time too. Yes. And so the nerve ablation that I had right behind this ear triggered uh, what is called tinnitus, which is basically a buzzing in your ear nonstop. And that was um, enough to make me like go absolutely crazy there is nothing more annoying than having a buzzing in your ear, especially when you do what I do and you have to talk to people all day long, but you have the sound buzzing in your ear. It's um, it could definitely put you into a psychotic mental state like I was not OK. And I'm like, I if if I have to deal with this much longer, I don't know what I'm going to do. So. Some time went on and I had heard of this patch called X39. It's a company called LifeWave. There's multiple patches, but X39 is the one that um, it's kind of like the Mac Daddy patch. <laughs> That's what I like to call it. Is that weird? Um, well, yeah. I mean, anybody in Gen Z or <laughs> new Gen A is not going to know what that means. <clears throat> you know what Mac Daddy? <laughs> Nicole does. Mac Daddy make you jump, jump. No? Anybody? So X39 is like the number one patch that... That's what it means. <laughs> X39 is the number one patch that will um, do the most. So they have these other patches that help with sports performance and all those things. But this one is the one that um, basically regenerates your body, puts it at a younger state. And so I had heard of this patch and I was kind of fluffing it off as it probably doesn't work, but mom bought it for me and she brought it over my house and she's like, just try it. And so it turns out it's a little patch. I don't know if the camera can see the back of my neck, but it's back there. No, on my, okay, we'll, we'll do a it's on the back insert. of my, it's on the back of my neck. Um, and it's basically a, it looks like a bandaid, just like a little circular bandaid. 
and it has this um, crystal formula in it. And kind of like how when you go out into the sun, the sun tells your body to produce vitamin D. The sun doesn't put vitamin D on your body. It's not giving you vitamin D. It tells your body to produce vitamin D. So the way this patch works is it uses phototherapy from your body. So the light that comes off of your body, it uses that to elevate a peptide in your body called GHK copper. So it's basically a crystal. The light comes off your body. It reflects it back in and tells your body to elevate this copper peptide. And when that peptide is elevated in your body, it brings your stem cells back to life. I don't think I'm actually supposed to describe it like that because of the FDA and things like that. But um, it brings your stem cell. You have stem cells in your body that deactivate over time. So by the time you're in your 30s, you have 50% stem cell activity. And by the time you're in your 70s, you have nearly 0% stem cell activity. This copper peptide, when it is elevated, it tells your stem cells to come back to work. And so you're not using a stem cell cream. You're not using someone else's stem cell injection. You're not putting anything on your body. It's non-transdermal. So there's nothing actually going on to your skin or through your skin. And so it is an extremely holistic way to regenerate your body. And I've seen people's faces completely change. The inflammation go down. I've seen their um, loose skin completely tighten. I'm talking people like over 60 who and over 70 and even 80 who were able to get off medications they were on for things like diverticulitis and um, MS and just all kinds of different illnesses. AFib. Yes. And different types of illnesses that our bodies can't repair from as we age as well as they could when we were younger. But with this peptide elevated in your body, those stem cells come back to work and it allows your body to heal. Mm-hmm. And you used your patch and what happened? So I put the patch on on September 1st and within three days, my tinnitus was gone, completely gone. And, um, within pretty much right away, my neck pain started to melt away. And after a month, I still, I had only had tinnitus for, I wasn't, I wouldn't even say it was necessarily a tinnitus episode, but I started to get a tiny hum and then it went away, which is amazing. Cause I've had it for a couple of years now. Um, so, and I've had only probably one, maybe two tiny, tiny headaches that are pretty normal, especially like PMS and stuff like that. Um, but I have not had any migraines in over a month, almost two months now. I have not had tinnitus. I have not had, um, a lot of different back pain and muscle spasms that I was dealing with. I was getting excruciating tailbone spasms. Um, the nerve pain in my neck is nearly hundred percent gone. I would say probably 98.9% gone. And when it does hurt, it's very controllable. So, um, what else? My PMS symptoms are like pretty much non-existent and I have so much more energy. I'm sleeping better. It is amazing. It's incredible. And it's literally the tiniest little patch. Like you would think like, oh, that's not going to do it for me. Mm -hmm. Um, But I have a friend who's using it who has high blood pressure. And she actually just texted me before we got started. And she was letting me know that her blood pressure has been regulating. Mm -hmm. And she's only been on the patch for less than two months. So I think she's right around a month of using it. And so it's not like a pain patch. It's not something that you, you know, it's not a migraine patch. Mm -hmm. It's an overall wellness patch that will elevate your health and repair your body and literally make you look and feel 
so much younger. So I'm very, very blessed that I came on board when I did because, um, a, I don't know how much longer I could have dealt with the pain I was in and B, like doing things like this and being able to travel and know that I'm, I feel protected, like yeah. from getting to that excruciating pain point. So, uh, yeah, that's yeah. X39. Yeah. And otherwise you probably would have been, been down for the count at least maybe three or four times. Yeah. Like usually when I, migraines. usually when I come out here, I have like one day of recovery. Yeah. yeah. That's why when I travel for work, I, I don't go for two days. I have to go for three. Yeah. It <laughs> almost feels, it doesn't feel normal. Cause you're like, it's usually like, Oh yeah. Allison's in, where's Allison? Oh, she's upstairs. She has an ice pack on. She's has a migraine. So she's like down for the next two or three days. And it always feels so bad. Cause you, what can we yeah. give you? you I mean, I missed Christmas this year because the tinnitus and the migraine, like yeah. I literally was in bed all day. And so I'm, I'm just, I feel very, very protected that yeah. I'm never going to get to that point again. And it's cool because I, it's not normal that I was able to recover from pain co- so quickly with this patch. It yeah. usually takes longer but I was able to get almost like I feel like a sneak peek of how healthy I'm going to feel mm-hmm. over time. So even that tiny little tinnitus episode that started to creep up and then went away. And it was when I was on my flight. So I'm sure that the elevation had something to do with it. But um, and then the tiny, tiny headache that I got, it was like, OK, your body is still healing. Like, yeah. don't get too excited. Your body has work to do. Yeah. But it is possible. And so I'm just excited to see after five months of using it where I'm going to be and in six months, you know, six years even like I don't plan on stopping wearing it because I I want my stem cells to be activated at this level for the rest of my life Um, but the company is doing some really really amazing things right now and I'm really excited for what's to come apparently they're launching something that is going to make aging um, a non-issue at all so I'm really excited to see what that is so you're like in your informed optimism stage with I am very in my informed optimism and I'm Don't want to ever feel pessimistic. I love it. I love it. That's how we bring it all the way back. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, thank you both for being here and flying out all the way here just to be on the Rodriguez Project. <laughs> I appreciate you guys. Yes, um, of course. Well, yeah, tell everybody where they can find you on social media. Um, so you can find me at Color Me Wicked Hair. All right. All together. Yes. And you can find me at Allison Bellavie. So A L I S O N B E L L A V I. All right. And uh, Teo, do you, 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 let me hear your social medias. I know you're trying to be um, discreet on social media. Um, you could look me up at Teo Angelo Wartoli. Oh, you could probably find it. Just put in Teo Angelo. You'll find <laughs> it on Instagram. Um, yeah. Nicole. And then we have Nicole at Wicked. Nicole at Wicked. We're, we're reinventing Nicole and we're, we've reinvented her as Nicole at Wicked on Instagram. So if you guys could all go follow her. She needs followers. She's at about 19. No, she's she's at she's at thirty today. Oh, woo. Yeah. I know. Hey. And once this airs, brrr, no. All right. Yeah, there we go. Uh, you can find me, Mark Rodriguez TV, and us at Mastermind Media everywhere. Uh, thank you both again. Thanks for having us. This you was fun. It. Yeah, and we'll see you all next time. Peace. <laughs>